Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, your master certified coach and midlife mentor. And I'm so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode, which is all about going from confusion to clarity around making a hard decision in midlife. Now, it may not surprise you, but this whole decision-making thing can be tough, especially at our age. In fact, I've even addressed it in a handful of blogs and podcast episodes over the years with titles like these, Making Big Decisions in Midlife, Fear-Based Decision-Making in Midlife, Confusion Hacks for Midlife Decisions, that sort of thing, just to name a few. Of course, all these links will be included in the show notes. Decision-making is such a great skill to get better at, so that's why I want to teach you how to have a bit more insight into why it can be tough and how you can get better at it. But first, there's two things I want to share first. If you heard last week's episode, episode 244, I shared with you how much fun I'm having anticipating a really great podcast milestone that's coming soon, and that is 1 million downloads. Even as I say it out loud now, it's still so unbelievable. The Women in the Middle podcast will soon be hitting the exciting milestone of 1 million downloads. It will be a couple of months from now, but... It's a coming. It's a coming. (laughs) So, right now, as of me recording this episode, 941,301 downloads have occurred. (laughs) Pretty amazing. I'm going to be planning something fun for sure, but I also want to have fun between now and then when we hit the actual milestone. And I would love your help in doing two specific things. I want you to be an important part of this community and milestone. So in honor of that, I would love it if you would help me celebrate by spreading the word about the midlife goodness in the Women in the Middle podcast. So there's two really easy ways to do this. First, if you love the podcast, it would mean so much to me for you to leave a five-star review. You can add a few more comments if you like, but seriously, if you really love the podcast, if you're getting something out of it, that would be great. Second, you can share the podcast the same way you would share how much you enjoy a great show on Netflix, for example. Tell your friends. If you know someone who would really benefit from learning that she's not alone, being all stuck and confused, or not loving her job, or wanting to be more intentional about relationships, or needing to focus more on self-care and learn how to create a better, more useful mindset, or someone who's freaking out a little bit about turning 50 or aging, all that stuff, please share. That might mean actually showing her how to listen to podcasts or where the app is on her phone. Seriously, not everyone has discovered how much fun podcasts are. Like, you know, I call them a party in your purse or a party in your pocket (laughs) because, you know, that's where we keep our phones. And it's just such a quick and easy access point with a podcast app. So That would be really great. So many people don't understand how easy it is if they're not listeners yet. And most people are not listening to podcasts. 
I know. I also find that hard to believe. (laughs) But I was with somebody this weekend who wasn't a listener and didn't know about the podcast app. So I just showed it to her. And I'm so excited for her to discover not only the Women in the Middle podcast, but all the podcasts that relate to anything that she's interested in. It's so much fun. So if you can help me celebrate this milestone by sharing your support for the Women in the Middle podcast this way, it would be amazing. And more women who need to connect to these kinds of messages about how to love your life more after 50, they will be so grateful too. Okay, so now a bit more midlife goodness before we dive into today's topic. I have something for you on my website that I don't know if you know is even there. You may recall uh, that I wrote a book last year called 50 Ways to Celebrate Life After 50, Get Unstuck, Avoid Regrets, and Live Your Best Life. Now, this little book will help you change the way you think about midlife. Chapters are filled with upbeat, encouraging midlife goodness, including mindfulness perspective, insights, 30 interesting questions to ask yourself, room to jot down your thoughts and ideas for ways to help you celebrate life after 50. It's a little book, but it has all that stuff in it. No matter what's going on in your life, you can usually find a way to turn up your creative volume and celebrate a little bit more. Inside, you will learn six different areas of your life that are important to celebrate why midlife is the perfect time to invite more celebration into your life, and 50 powerful and easy ways to celebrate life after 50. Celebrating more like this helps you embrace what's truly possible at any age. Get ready, because being on this side of 50 is the perfect time to get motivated, just have way more fun, and live your best life. So the book is available on Amazon and online booksellers, but there's more. And here's what I didn't think you knew about. You can also download a copy of the book from my website, like a PDF version, for only $6.97 US. That's it, that's it, $6.97. It's like the best kept secret. And I was just thinking today that I haven't mentioned this little fact in ages on the podcast. So there you go. You can download your copy at www.50waystocelebrate.com or just go to my website, www.susierosenstein.com and look for a picture of the book and click. And when you get your copy, there's a special added bonus waiting for you inside that takes you to a tracker for you to keep track of the 50 ways to celebrate as you slowly but surely incorporate them into your life. So good and so much fun. Oh, and there's also room for you to keep track of your celebration ideas that you wanna add to the list. All right, that's that. So let's dive into this whole going from confusion to clarity decision-making topic for today. As I mentioned, it's pretty common to get in a spin these days when you're trying to make a hard decision. It's any decision, really, that you think is hard because thinking a decision is hard is completely because of the way you're thinking it. (laughs) So what does this mean? You're in what I like to call a glorious spin, toing and froing on what you should or shouldn't do, what you should um, think, uh, how you should proceed, you should do this or you should do that. Uh Uh-oh, it's too scary. Fear says do this or that instead. Or what if you make a mistake? And of course, you define what a mistake is. That's usually when the worst case scenario pops into your mind. For me, 
that means I'm under a bridge with a shopping cart. So scary. (laughs) That has been my worst case scenario for decades. So you can insert your worst case scenario here. Lots of coaching around confusion and decision-making in my community with private clients and in the academy. And you know what? It's, it's not that shocking. It's no surprise, really. Life happens. You get stuck. You learn to unstick yourself. Some of us takes longer than others. For me, it took five years. <laughs> you create options. You have to make a decision. And then there's drama. <laughs> and oh my gosh, I just thought of the theme song from Maud. Do you remember when I said, and then there's drama? And in that show, Maud, and then there's Maud was the, the jingle or the, that song. And then there's Maud, that uncompromising enterprise and anything but tranquilizing right on Maud. <laughs> I haven't thought of that in decades. I haven't seen it on TV, nothing. But this is what life looks like with squirrels. That song just popped into my head out of nowhere. And then I had to hear the theme song. Like when I was um, preparing this episode, I had to hear the theme song. And then I had to look up how old the character Maud was in the show, which was 47, if you're curious. And wow, then I had to look up the lyrics. So when I was preparing the episode, that totally just popped into my head out of nowhere. And then the squirrels. And then I was like doing all these things. (laughs) And now we're back. I don't know. I have a feeling that this happens to you too. But we're back now. So as I was saying, there is drama. So even when you create options that you want, when they are presented, you can be confused and lose the clarity you thought you had. Are you with me? So even when you create the options that you want, like you go out of your way to create these things, when they happen, you could still be confused. Like what the heck happened to the clarity? So I want to share two examples of this with you right now and show you how a specific strategy helps you cut through it so quickly that it's shocking. So if you trust it to help you, you will have more clarity. The strategy is to override your shoulds and focus on clean emotion. So when you create options that you want, you would think that everything would be great. Tickety-boo, right? No problem. The only thing that might get in your way is the actual creation of the option you want. But no, you're good at creating stuff. The drama is with the confusion about whether or not you should do it. Should you do this or that? Should you stay or should you go? Should you expand and grow or should you stay stagnant? Should you stay in safety or should you risk something? and so on and so on and scooby dooby dooby right? Crazy. You have what you thought you wanted, and then there's a problem. So when this first happened for me in a huge way, I was 40 with three young boys. My kids are very close in age, three and a half years apart. And at this point, when I was 40, the youngest, the last one was about three. So it was a busy blur. Now, when I started having my family, I was in my 30s, a bit later than the average bear. (laughs) I was always curious, though, about having four kids. I'm from five kids. My husband is from four kids. So having that many kids was kind of on the table. It was just the way we thought. But I turned 40 and I wasn't sure. I went back and forth 
toing and froing, and I was very, very confused. It was a glorious spin. I didn't even know what a glorious spin was back then, <laughs> but for sure, that's what it was. And then one day, I thought I might be pregnant. What happened next? I totally freaked out. Total panic. I took a test and I wasn't pregnant. But that, my friend, was a true emotion. The panic was real and the relief was real. True, clean emotion. The relief, what what was that all about? Well, readiness to stop thinking about it. Contentment with the size of my family. My confusion got cleared up in that moment. And I remember talking about it too with a work friend. You know, I don't remember who the work friend was. Maybe I do. That was one of two people (laughs) while walking to lunch downtown Toronto. So I remember being at this busy intersection and I remember telling the story about how I was on the fence and I thought I knew what I wanted and then blah, blah, blah. Yada, yada, you know where I am going with the story. I just told it to you. So, but I remember this whole conversation and sharing how relieved I was at this really busy intersection with the lights and, and it like really busy downtown Toronto. And we crossed this intersection all the time as we went to lunch. And it's weird to remember such a tiny moment like that crossing an intersection. But the reason I remember it is because the feeling was so strong and the clarity was hard to miss. I knew in that moment that I was good. I hadn't been so clear about anything as much as I was clear in that moment in ages. Clarity feels so good. Now, why wasn't that feeling accessible to me before? Why didn't I have the clarity of thinking and the feeling that was so strong before? And the answer is my thoughts. My thoughts were in a swirl. And, you know, it's hard to grab the thoughts and be curious about them when they're swirling around like that. Swirls and squirrels. (laughs) All that stuff. It's a big, murky, chaotic mess up there when you're in a glorious thought spin. Getting ultimate clarity also means getting clarity on each individual thought that's making up the swirl. And sometimes, I might even argue often, It's easier when something happens so you can compare a real world scenario. It puts teeth on it somehow and can really clear it up for you. In this case, the feeling of relief was so clear, I couldn't miss it. And as you know, feelings come from thoughts, right? The thought that I'm ready to be moving on from the baby phase of my life. And I didn't catch it before. It just was murky. It was like thrown in there with a million other thoughts swirling around. But thoughts create those feelings. So they're related. Thoughts and feelings are related. So if you're murky and spinning around up there, your thoughts are all jumbled up and bumping into each other. It's hard to be curious and it's hard to separate them. It's just like a big ball of swirl. And you might also have a bunch of should thoughts mixed up into that really messy swirl going on up there. So once you've got those should thoughts in there with the big giant other mess of thoughts, there's a lot going on and it's very, very hard to sort out. So that's one example. Now, a friend of mine went through something interesting lately too. She was ready for change and worked hard to create a few options for herself that included 
some career pivot options, and some going back to school options. Can you relate to that? (laughs) I don't know. Um, But it's very common with the women I speak to, to have this kind of thing on the table. So she was excited about all of it, ready to move on and create change. Of course, there was some fear um, and things weren't clear, but she was definitely ready for something. She ended up creating the options that she was working so hard on. First, an offer to get more education came through, and then an offer to change jobs. So amazing, right? We always tell ourselves, just create the options. Don't fail in advance. Do what you can so that you have a choice. A choice is always the way to go. And that is what happened for her. First, she got the offer to get a master's degree. Amazing. It had been something she'd been thinking about for a long time. And, you know, and she created that opportunity for herself. Then a few weeks later, she got a job offer that was the pivot that she was trying to make. Also amazing. But then now what? (laughs) She has a choice of two things that she wanted to do. Now that sounds perfect, doesn't it? What to do, what to do. The choice of two things that you want to do. And then she got massive clarity. And she was super excited about one of the choices. One of the choices. Way more excitement than the other one. Even though she wanted both of them at one time and was confused. The career move is the one that won. That's what she wanted the most. The difference in her emotion was so clear once she had the choice. That's the thing, though. She always had a choice of what opportunities to work on, on what to think, on how to move forward. But the clarity came when the offers had more teeth. Crystal clear emotion. Not murky, not a swirl, not a chaotic mess with thoughts getting all tangled up and confused. (laughs) There was nothing chaotic about the clarity she had with that crystal clear emotion. So now that we're talking about it, I'm remembering something I learned back in grad school when I was doing my thesis with qualitative methods and long-form interviews. One of the strategies with this work is to get the people you're talking to, the subjects, the interviewees, to say more in their own words. If you can ask great questions, you can typically get great answers. And when I say great, I don't mean what they say. Great is defined more by the interviews talking more in an uninterrupted way. If they talk about their experiences from their perspective, whatever those experiences are, but they have a chance to really describe it, that's great. More talk. And one of the strategies to get a great reflection going, so they're really reflecting and talking, was to set up a comparison, a concrete thing to get your head around because it has teeth. So in that case, it's not like a job offer that you're waiting for somebody else to give you. It's a comparison because any kind of a comparison can really help you get clarity. And that's pretty much what happened in these two examples. When I was thinking about having a fourth child, I was murky until I had a comparison. Pregnant versus not pregnant. I had a clear preference 
that I wasn't aware of before. My emotions were loud and clear. And with my friend, when she was thinking about pursuing education or doing a career pivot, she wasn't clear until she had a solid comparison. Then she had a clear preference and her emotions were so obvious. And that's what I want to offer you. When you're stuck and confused, spinning, asking all your friends, driving yourself nuts, keeping yourself up at night, (laughs) don't worry. Your brain is working on it behind the scenes when you're in a glorious spin. Your brain is busy. So keep asking yourself questions. Be curious and set up a comparison for yourself. Create choices or look for ways to make comparisons. And really, like if you don't have something super concrete, you can still really imagine it harder and with more intensity and focus than you might if you didn't really believe that a comparison would help. So what you want is something to really sink your teeth into and get your head around in a more concrete way. Then notice your emotions. What do you feel? Even if it's a whisper of an emotion, once you're aware of the likelihood that this might happen, lean into it. Be curious. Look at that emotion. What do you feel? Remember that there's a thought creating the emotion for you, and that thought needs to be acknowledged. So look for it as something that's related to that emotion that will be hard to miss. Always remember if there's a feeling, there's a thought lurking. If there's a thought, There's a feeling being created. They are related. And there you go. A decision that you want on purpose. You can totally do this. Okay, that is it for this episode. As you know, my focus as a midlife coach is to help you become the queen of your brain domain. And what that means is learning how to get better at catching yourself in the act of thinking forward and wasting less time spinning and feeling stuck about what you want and how to get there. This is what regret-proofing your life is all about. Now, if you want to go faster and have more fun, the bottom line is that change is easier and better with coaching and support. And I can totally help you. You really have to join us in the Women in the Middle Academy. It's my six-month coaching program where you get the coaching you need to apply what you're learning here in the podcast and get the clarity and excitement in your life again that you've been looking for. Don't waste another second feeling stuck. Book your momentum call and we will take it from there. Head over to www.womeninthemiddleacademy.com for show notes and links and info about how to download your copy of 50 Ways to Celebrate Life After 50. Go to www.susierosenstein.com and click on the podcast tab to find the information about this episode. Let's do this, ladies. It's time for you to put yourself first, one thought at a time. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. 